0: Hi, please have a seat. I already ordered drinks for us. It's good to see you survived the tipsy tourney, and, well, what came after? The tourney went well for Adam, Dirk, and I. We, of course, started at the inebriated scrapper, a favorite haunt of mine for some pro fencing. They both did respectively well, and we ended up in a three-way final match. Dirk and Adam did their level best to make a show of it, and I was quite proud. Unfortunately for both of them, showmanship is my first and second language. Naturally, I won, and I was rewarded with quite a prize. A ring of spell-turning. And I think it suits me quite well, if I say so myself. Having started the tourney off right, we ventured to the next bar. A name of that bar still escapes me to this day, and we were in for a tavern brawl. Yes, that was the official event, a slovenly tavern brawl. Dirk seemed to take his recent loss personally and used some performance-enhancing potions. He did his best hill giant impression to push Adam and I around. Adam used his mirror image so he could stand a chance. And, you know, I was willing to lose in a contest of strength. If we were going to cheat, then, well, we were all going to cheat. So I went invisible. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough, as the owner beat all our asses, and he was gracious enough to declare Adam the winner. I think it was mostly out of pity, as he was nearly snapped, like a toothpick. Adam's pity prize was a scroll of haste, and I'm sure he will put it to good use. We then made our way to the Lucky Lime for some liar's dice. On the way, Dirk conned a woman out of some pot pies, I made an enemy trying to cut into the line, but we quickly found common ground over a round veil. When it comes to liar's dice, I tell you truthfully that there is no one better than yours truly. Having won, I claimed my second prize, a pearl of power. Afterward, we left and made our way to the feisty Goblin Saloon, and we got a bit lost. Though, Egelfia can be confusing if you're drunk and Dirk is in charge of the map. Here's some advice. If the owner of a saloon offers to throw knives in a game of Goblin, just know that they have had plenty of practice. You should also know that they will disqualify you over the smallest faux pas. No one told me that if your knife landed in the back of a patron, you would be disqualified. Anyway, Dirk ended up winning some sort of special oil and another potion of strength, although this one seems to be stronger. I'm told Anaza showed up with some idea about a potion bag, but I don't recall seeing her there. I was told in the morning that Adam and Dirk went to the Ogre and the Ooze for the last event of the evening, the Last Pocket. They met with this Tebow person, they've mentioned before, that only seems to show up when I'm not around. I'm half convinced this Tebow is a figment of their imagination, a sort of surrogate imaginary friend in an attempt to fill the void of my absence. It was in my absence that they were accosted by an automaton woman who made accusations that Adam and Dirk were a menace to society. I mean, Dirk, I would agree with. He is usually a menace to society and everyone else. But Adam? He's about as menacing as a moth. And while I don't remember it well, we did meet back up at the podium ceremony. I placed fifth, and Dirk placed second, and Adam got a consolation prize. At least we didn't get alcohol poisoning. Anyway, it was a nice night out for a celebration. And it was nice to blow off some steam before everything just went sideways. But that is a story for next time.
1: Welcome back to Dice Heist, where we roll the dice and see what we can get away with. My name is Nick. I play Dirk Vilgoth, the Arcane Trickster. Over to you, Aaron.
0: What's up, everyone? My name is Aaron. I play Bertram Dirtstride, our resident bard. Over to you, Bronson.
2: Hello, hello. Bronson here, playing Adam Vaudova, the rogue wizard of the group. Really excited and scared to see what's going to happen uh, going forward with Adam, but
3: as we'll see. DM? Hey guys, uh, this is Racelin, and we're hopping back into Dice Heist after our Lore of the Lands episode. And this Lore of the Lands episode was a little bit different, uh, where I sprinkled a bunch of lore throughout their little story arcs and all that, Um, and you actually got four good nuggets of uh, lore behind the scenes, just in a more organic manner. So we'll see if we do that again next time or not, but yeah, uh, I liked it a lot, but so, it does let us say the word Lord Nuggets. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in favor of it. If Lord for Nuggets. Lord Nuggets. <laughs> Lord yeah. Nuggets. That's a new Patreon level, Lord Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> it's just once a week for five minutes I just talk about Dice Heist. <laughs> None of it's canonical, but it's fine. <laughs> um, so last time in this Lord of the Lands episode, we started, I believe, with uh, Bertram, right? Yes. Yeah, it was Bertram. We started, okay, yeah, we started with Bertram, and you basically had a series of conversations with your father, trying to get to know him, and Mm -hmm, him trying mm -hmm. to get to know you, and it was like, kind of a game of tennis back and forth, as you guys are trying to like, get the upper hand on each other, and it's just not working for either of you.
0: Yeah, it was definitely like a a tet up tet going on, and... uh well it's interesting (laughs)
3: uh it's definitely awkward that's
0: yeah it's it's a it's a lot of awkward moments both on accident and on purpose um but yeah it's we'll see we'll see where uh daddy dearest will uh land yeah it's it's a whole lot of (laughs) a whole lot of I don't know. (laughs) Well, let's move on to the the next form
3: of uh, awkward relationships to uh, Dirk and his date with uh, Scarlet. Yeah. Uh, You you had a date with Scarlet that was planned by Bertram. And we see Dirk starting to care about a lot of things that he just completely ignored before in this uh, little snippet. Right. Um, and you do go on a nice date, but you do get some bad news about Scarlet and how she is only temporarily going to be in the city. So who knows how long she will be here from now on, but it's just something sitting in the back of your mind.
1: Right. And uh, Dirk definitely uh, gave her the highlights of what has happened to the group yeah. since they came to Agelphia during that date.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um a lot of things, I'm sure, were set off screen, uh, but the biggest part of that lore dump was actually Dirk just opening up about his backstory, which was great, um, yeah. and not planned, but still great. Uh,
1: yeah, Dirk seems to uh, admit a lot more when there's some alcohol involved.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's how life goes, unfortunately. Uh, so, so Dirk had a bit of bittersweet, but Adam had nothing yeah. but bitter... Sour uh going forward. Mm-hmm. He he yeah. Um Adam learned about the um the automaton named Rumor at the end of the tipsy turny arc, who apparently has been spinning his tails and po- uh presenting him as a villain in his own story, to say the least. Um mm-hmm. and you found these three articles and they don't look good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> spoke with mudbreaker briefly got a better appreciation for mudbreaker i think didn't expect him to react that way
3: uh yeah um this is something that you guys have been noticing and i kind of threw in a few nuggets of that as the time was or in that uh little snippet but mudbreaker seems to be uh changing a lot in his mannerisms lately like he he seems to actually care about his job a lot more in the last like month um and you mm. can say that it probably is because of you guys but Well, of course we would say that.
0: Yeah, exactly, because
3: that's Bertram. Uh, Bertram thinks he is the sole person responsible for that, but, you know.
0: (laughs) Well, there's no reason to distort facts. He is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Um, That's what he thinks, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: But the biggest nugget that Adam found out was that citizenship is his biggest and greatest defense when it comes to any legal proceedings that follow these accusations that are just merely speculation by a writer. Uh, it's slander, okay? It is slander. It's literally slander. It is literally slander.
4: Hmm. But
3: is it any of it false? Uh,
2: that is for the course of this time. <laughs> <laughs>
3: She's fucking lucky <laughs> Adam Inc. countersuing for defamation, okay? And that's, that's also part of the point, is <clears throat> that Adam is not a citizen of a So he has almost no rights in this situation. Yeah. So that was something that you brought up with Mudbreaker, and he discussed with you different ways that can help you get that. And that actually leads to our initial meeting here as we jump on into this episode. Uh, He turned you towards Fulcrum because Fulcrum is a very um, connected member of society due to his nature of being one of the great automatons of the city. Um, And you guys were able to get some more information, or you specifically, Adam, were able to get some more information after you had that short discussion with Mudbreaker. But the CEO of Automation Incorporated uh, created seven automatons, these uh, ultra-intelligent, excuse me, uh, nearly organic automatons. And they are the highest functioning members of society. One of them, of course, is Rumor. You know that she has another brother that um, works on the legal side of that engagement, we'll say. Uh, Shady dealings. Uh, You have Fulcrum, who is a gun-for-hire slash bounty hunter. Um, And there are, of course, four others that you are unaware of. Um, In your digging, you did find out that there is one other rector of those seven. He is the current CEO of Automation Incorporated. Ah, okay. He followed in the footsteps of his so-called father. Okay. So we are going to hop on in to this episode now. As Adam, you are meeting Fulcrum at the coffee shop that he uh, pointed out to you. And I believe it was at Fifth and Downing was the one I said, but we'll see if that's correct, and I might have to fix that in later editing. In which case, you guys will never know that I fucked this up. (laughs) Otherwise, I'm just really good at memory, and that's fine. Uh, But he also said to bring the other two.
2: Okay. um, Well, are we... you want to start in the coffee shop, or do you want to...
3: Yeah, we can start right in the coffee shop. Would you have gone and got them and brought them there? Oh, yeah. Okay, all right, yeah. Uh, So you three all arrive... um, did you send them a message or did you go physically get there and then like you know are you all arriving separately or together?
2: Probably together. I think Adam would have just met up with them after speaking with Mudbreaker back at our you know home base
3: okay, cool. so you have uh you've met back up with them and you're able to um, pass on the new information that you got from Mudbreaker about the situation too on your way over mm-hmm. Um, and you could see how both of them could also become involved in this legal issue at some point as well. As they aren't mentioned by name, but they are mentioned, unfortunately. Um, And uh, as you arrive, uh, Fulcrum is currently sitting at a large table. In front of him is what looks to be a steaming cup of joe. Um, And you guys enter the coffee shop. Before you, you see uh, a bunch of round tables set up most of them set up to be anywhere from four to six chairs around them. There are a variety of different races, peoples, just chatting quietly, um, talking about their day. Uh, there's one guy sitting over in a corner. He's uh, he's eating a sandwich and he's got his coffee there. He seems to have some sort of notebook there, um, but you guarantee he hasn't touched it since he sat down. It's just got a pen sitting in the middle of it. He's got like a bunch of notes set out, and he's just like, "I'm too busy. I can't. I can't talk right now." Um, but uh, then you have. Uh, A bunch of automatons that are currently working at the shop you see like in the back there's this little deli counter where you guys could get sandwiches and stuff like that and uh, they are crafting the sandwiches the deli bot as you can call it um, has uh, basically these hands that like claw into the meat and like shaves it down thin uh, and then you have a cafe bot uh, that's kind of like rolling around and it's literally like a latte machine itself. <laughs> uh, like it just rolls up to you and like, zzz, ding, and then like just arm reaches out and passes you the latte. Um, there's a few other waiter bots at the around that each have like four arms and that are each balancing multiple trays, like swinging them around and just, just delivering all of the goods to the customers. Um, but you also see off in the back corner, there's just uh Bertram, you, you have a double take as you kind of look over there. And you see what looks like some sort of dragonborn creature, some sort of cross between, like, a dragonborn and a um, uh, an earth elemental, well, and I- he's just sitting there in front of a big bass drum, just boom, boom, boom. <coughs> and this but- looks like a...
0: Person, right? Not uh, like an automaton.
3: No, no, it does not look like an automaton. It it looks, it's a, it looks kind of sad, and it looks like rocks. So it's a dragon. It's a dragonborn. <laughs> a dragonborn shaped earth elemental, is that right? Yes.
2: Okay. <laughs> wow. Way sad to set rocks way, is back. way to set the mood, fucking like elemental buddy with your booms. That's exactly what I want to sip my cup of joe to. Just <laughs> boom, in the back.
1: <laughs> um, Poor guy. Also, uh, the businessman at the table, uh, he notices his pencil uh, pick up and draw a smiley face on his notebook.
3: He, he seems to not notice. As he has not looked over at it in a while, um, but he, he he's just sitting there sipping his coffee. He's just chatting with someone else at a table next to him. He like, he
1: feels the eraser uh, poking at his neck.
3: Okay, yeah, he's like. Uh, what?
1: And then the who drew
3: on my notebook.
1: Adam's <laughs> gonna give a really hard elbow to Dirk's ribs. Uh, the the pencil <laughs> drops and uh, Dirk dismisses his <laughs> mage hand. His invisible mage hand. <laughs>
3: yeah he's just like uh, what the fuck he's looking around he's trying to find who did it he doesn't notice Um, and Fulcrum sees you guys and motions you over to come take a seat I will
0: I'm gonna grab another espresso first
3: okay Uh,
1: yeah Dirk is uh, for once not going to walk on the walls or the ceiling and actually uh, greet Fulcrum uh, in a professional manner Ah, good to see you again, Fulcrum. And, right. uh, reach out his hand for a handshake. Right, nice to
4: see you again, too.
2: Adam will remember this social ritual and, uh, reach out his hand to Fulcrum for a handshake as well.
3: He he notices the awkwardness and kind of, like, reacts in kind <laughs> and then shakes your hand.
0: Uh,
4: where's Bertram?
0: I just come around the corner, like, <laughs> sipping a, a, a tiny cup of espresso. <laughs> This is near perfect. It's quite, quite good.
4: Yeah, yeah. This was an establishment created by a sibling of mine. They were trying to create work for the automatons in the city who were, let's just say, not getting enough human interaction. Not getting a chance to spread their wings.
0: I imagine it's probably hard for them. I had no idea human interaction was important to an automaton.
4: It is. To improve, it is. Automatons in the city were created to grow and become people themselves. Not just as tools. So they're developing
1: their own personalities, sense of morals, all of that. Exactly.
0: That's... That's terrifying. It is.
2: I have unfortunately come across some books detailing how they aren't people, but I try to ignore those bits.
4: Well, you always have the come. counterpoints, don't you? <laughs> there's uh, a little bit. There's more written up on it. Yes, I and I believe
0: counterpoints is what brings us here today.
4: Yes. uh Sorry, I was... Out of communication for the last month. Uh, sorry, Adam. You messaged me about a problem you were having. You mentioned my sister. Yeah.
2: Yeah, she appears to have written an article pretty much slamming me for things I really didn't do. Twisting the truth a lot. And. I was hoping you might be able to help me out, potentially help us out, since I'm pretty sure at some point you two will be labeled as accomplices.
1: Yeah, more than likely.
0: I don't see how that could be possible.
4: Oh, my. Uh, rumor's back at it again. Uh, okay. Again, you say? What? uh, Do they
0: have a habit of this? Yeah. Que- question. Yeah, they do.
1: Yeah? Do we think that the wand of truth that we had back in the precinct that we used for interrogations could be useful to convincing her that we are good-willed and that although, yes, bad things happen around us, that we're the ones there trying to stop it?
2: I was kind of drunk, but I sort of got the impression that... <laughs> She had an agenda and I don't think I don't think anything short of a jury, a judge in a
1: courtroom will change her mind. Mm. Alright, well something like that, a wand of truth probably could be used. I mean it could be.
2: I don't think she'll trust it at all. And I don't really want to try to interrogate her cause that would exacerbate things. I agree.
4: Fulcrum, do you
2: know who she works for?
4: She doesn't, that's the problem. She owns the paper that she runs for. Hmm. And why would she go after me specifically? It's a thing she does. It's hard to explain. Is it just to get headlines and... Well, could you try to explain it? (sighs) <sighs> well, she sees it as her way of fighting crime in the city she sees it as her way of tracking down those that deserve to be put down, especially because a lot of the city is corrupt
0: is Is this rumor a uh, person are they reasonable enough to where we could convince them of adams Best intentions?
4: Possibly, but you would have to get her to listen to you in the first place. Or at least someone. And there's only one person that I do know she listens to. Another brother of mine. Advocatus. He deals with the legal side. They're kind of a duo, a team. They stick together on most things. They are each other's confidants and the only people they trust explicitly.
2: What do you think we
1: should do, Fulcrum?
4: Is there
2: anything that you can help us with?
1: Does she trust you?
4: Is there any way you can vouch for us (laughs) in any way? No, not anymore she doesn't. Ah, all right. I was a target of hers once. (laughs) We haven't talked much since. Oh, okay. All right, so... Obviously, nothing came of it, but
2: was it something personal?
4: Yeah, it was very personal.
0: So, is that how she chooses her targets?
2: That's what I was wondering. Why, did I do why, something? Adam?
4: She chooses people that look like they are truly guilty, but there's just no way in the eyes of society they will be brought to justice. She feels like there are way too many people that ride in this gray area for their entire lives and never see the justice they deserve. And normally is not a negative thing, but occasionally she can become overzealous.
0: I wonder. Um, it seems like a bit more than just occasionally. Dude. If she's taking down family members.
4: It was a situation with the family that caused it. I'd rather not get in a deeper detail with that, but your biggest issue is you guys are non-citizens, right?
0: Not technically
4: yet, I don't think.
0: I I didn't know there was a process for it. We live here. Doesn't that make us a citizen?
2: Well, we might have to establish residency for a particular amount of you know, time. Well, we
0: pay rent, but how
1: else do you establish uh, wasn't Mudbreaker supposed to make sure that we took care of that? Was is isn't that like part of our thing I
0: feel like that's H.R.'s
1: job
4: no, no because Agilpia <laughs> is one of the only states that I know of that requires this uh, this is not an uncommon thing all immigrants are welcome to work here legally and they still must provide taxes to the city but they are not considered full citizens until they go through a process to become a uh, full citizen of Agilfia. One of these steps does include residency, which you guys have for, what, six months, if I'm not mistaken, lived here? It's like forever. It does. (laughs) Three months is all that's required, so you should be safe. The other is knowledge of the city. It requires taking a written test on what you know of the city and presenting that you are able to represent the city as a citizen of it.
0: Well, who better to know the city than a a few beat cops?
4: A few detectives? Employment does help your case, but then from there it goes through a process of bureaucracy. We're civil servants, man. This shouldn't be this hard. I understand, but this process does normally take a few months. It can be sped up with the appropriate leverage from a powerful member of the city.
0: <clears> hmm. <throat>
1: I wonder who what powerful <laughs> citizen of the city we know.
0: Huh. I don't think we know any powerful citizen of the city. Maybe Mudbreaker? Stop staring at me. Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adams is <just> like <laughs> staring
4: straight at Bertram like Unfortunately, Mudbreaker, as your supervisor, cannot be that sponsor for you because of legal issues. But
0: who else would be better served to know if we're here (laughs) for the long haul or not?
4: Well, yes, and it's something that was legally exploited about 10 years ago to give citizenship to a lot of goblins by a factory that wanted them for some (laughs) cheap labor.
1: Yeah, I mean, no rest for the wicked. Gotta make your living the way you can. Uh, Makes sense to me, but, um... Yep. hmm. Just exploit the whole people if you have to. (laughs) That's, That's how they
4: operate, unfortunately. I'd be willing to vouch for you personally. I don't know how much pull I have, but it's still better than nothing. I could connect you with my brother, Rector, CEO of Automation, Inc. He is a, an understanding individual and could sympathize with your situation. You know, with our sister.
0: Has he been under your
4: sister's oh, scrutiny oh, in the past? Oh. no, no. Uh, he fell on the other side of that what family about squabble. The, uh...
1: Oh, what's his name? Hatnik from the Silver Sale. You remember him, the one who was on our side Adam when we came to Agelphia.
2: I'm going to take out his journal. He was there for through. a lot
1: of these accusations that uh, she was
0: throwing at you. Hatnick was there. He was present on the Silver Sale. At the very least, we should reach out to him as a witness to the circumstances.
4: This says, yeah. It's a great move to defend yourself when trial comes, but before what? that, your first step needs to be. Do you mean to when trial comes? Don't you mean if? No, we will come to trial. How? A
0: random person in the city can just sling accusations at someone. Yeah, from to rumors, the point they have to defend
2: themselves in court. Depends on how much credibility she has with the city. Wouldn't probably
4: just formal charges have to be filed? You're right. They do, and those formal charges are often filed by advocates.
0: So they're going to civil suit you for things you didn't do. I
2: don't a- know if this would win? be. I don't know if this would be civil suit. We're talking about well, they're killing. Not a, they're not an kobolds th- and assassinating people on an airship.
4: They're not the governing authority. You're right. It's kind of a gray area. There is no distinction between citizen and governmental lawsuits. And I'm, I'm
1: curious about how this information got out anyways. Is there somebody following us and recording us, watching us?
4: No, no one is
3: recording these conversations all the time. <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> no oh, that was just oh, a sure voice oh, shit. From, break the fourth wall Yeah. did you hear
0: that <laughs> me neither
2: to think that I mean she does believe that there's corruption in pretty much every aspect of society there's probably someone ironically she is using in the Police Department that has access to case files, maybe, or information on
0: us.
4: A lot of things are public record. That too. Yeah.
0: Everyone loves us at the station. I mean, I can't think of a single person who may have a doubt for (laughs) us there.
4: Do you have the articles with you?
2: Uh, Yeah, Adam will unfold the... Clippings. Yeah, the newspaper clippings, and pass them over to Fulcrum.
3: Okay, so so Fulcrum looks at it, and you kind of see his eyes just dart back and forth as it quickly, literally scans the page, <laughs> Xerox is a and um, uh, you hear a little ding when he finishes each article um, as
4: he's processing it in his brain. Hmm. Huh. Well, she's either pulling a lot out of her ass, or she actually has something to back this stuff up, especially this comment in this second section... menace joins police force. Uh, She's using medical records being classified by Alchemco as evidence against you for the issue with the cobalt that were allegedly murdered in their sewers. That sort of stuff can be brought out in court even though it's classified by Alchemco.
0: That will only help us, though.
4: You can hope, but it still makes them dig into the situation. Now, uh, could also, of course, falsify them because, if I'm not mistaken, they aren't exactly the biggest fans of you guys right now. Biggest fans of anyone right now. And will take a- any advantage they can. Uh, not at least slander their own name. They are circling the drain, as it were. That might be bad. And there are sources saying that you hired kobolds to attack Elmuk's friendly users, too. I don't know who would verify this, but it's still something. She has She has a lying
0: source. Well, I wasn't there. What what did you guys do? <laughs> I'm starting maybe I'm on this person's side.
4: Adam's <laughs> maybe, gonna look Maybe to I
0: could get ahead of this. Oh, is is, and is begin that, to distance myself from that the, what we're doing these two now. dastardly deranged duo.
1: All ben. right. So what, whatever happened for, <laughs> to all for one and one for all? Whatever happened to that?
2: Adam looks shocked. <laughs> Looking at like Bertram, like so you, going from shocked to like now he's fucking with me. But then you're back to shocked
1: and joined a group of creepy people. No,
0: nope. nope. I didn't. Uh, shut up. And now, it didn't now happen. you think Shh. you can just leave us Shh. in the dust? All right, I see how it is. He, he can't just go around saying things that don't Totally false and not true. <clears throat> Actually, should we be talking
2: about our strategy here out in public? Ooh. She could have someone listening. A source eventually.
1: Yeah, I mean didn't but you you did get knighted at your pro fencing Shh. thing, right?
0: Yes, and I'm a bit embarrassed it took me this long, so please shut the fuck up about it. <laughs>
4: okay, gotcha. I'm going to pretend that was something I wasn't supposed to hear, and pretend I didn't hear it, and just move on. (laughs) Great! Uh, so you mentioned going to the Silver Sail crew members for defenses. Well, according to this first article, she had someone with first-hand experience of the situation who gave her some of this information on the record. Especially this bit about you asking to have your name stricken from the record. Hmm.
0: I think that... Was there, like, a reporter on the ship? Well, if we asked to have our name stricken from the record, then how could they know we
3: asked to have it stricken? Because it wasn't stricken. Exactly. So, therefore, um... Uh,
0: exactly. <laughs>
2: are there any, I'll, I'll try to find well, some press laws about on the record, off the record information.
3: Um, as you guys are sweating bullets and continuing to chat, Fulcrum kind of sits back and starts flipping through his, his page right now.
1: Well, we have a couple options for no, uh, witnesses no, uh, for the kobolds. No. Uh, at least the ones at the Ooh shop. We have Almec and we have Tebow. Uh, for the silver sale, those with the most weight would be was it Hatnick and Zaza? And then uh, was, wasn't there the captain as well at yeah. uh, silver sale? What, what was his name?
2: Adam's flipping through his journal again.
0: I'm just reading over Adam's shoulder <laughs> on the journal. No, keep going, processing. keep going. It's, it's further back. Flip faster. <laughs> <laughs> no, you passed it, go back. No, Adam is getting flustered with Bertram now and come on. <laughs> Adam, I bought that. you this folio for a reason. Adam realizes that you should be more organized.
3: You look down at the page numbers and there's like just like about 10 pages missing from your notes oh. from that <laughs> section. Oh <my> <laughs> really? Yeah, uh, what happened here? I mean, I'm missing the notes, so we're just gonna say that they're missing from Adam's notes. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. You were actually what writing stuff here? down then, so maybe they actually still exist, written in your own words. Somewhere. They for sure,
2: will. they for sure. Will, at least I had to go back home and grab the journal.
3: But yeah. yeah, you're pretty sure. You're pretty sure the missing pages are at home, what? or they're like lost somewhere in your filing cabinet that you have. <laughs> but unfortunately, like I know it organizes it for you. But Adam, since then, literally every single piece of paper that has come before you has gone into the system. So you have, like, cataloged way too much, and it would take you, like, a day to go through and figure out what it is.
2: I
0: I think these pages are at home in my filing cabinet. What? The cabinet that's in your bag that I bought you? Yes. Why, Why don't you have it with you? That's the point of it. It got too heavy.
2: Someone could take it and then have my entire journal's worth of notes. They can notes. still
0: take it. They're even more likely to take it because we're not at home. We have locks on the doors. Yeah, and you have eyes and ears. How often do you things get removed from your person without you noticing?
2: Not often. I don't know. I thought it would be a risk if I took it out in public. I could forget it somewhere, which I probably wouldn't, but we both know you wouldn't.
1: <laughs> so, you know, another thought I had since we anticipate. You know, we buy
0: someone like a Christmas gift and they just don't use it the way that you had in, in mind. This is, that's <laughs> happening to Bertram right now. He's like, like, <laughs> this is the whole reason I bought it. <laughs> you carry the shit with you. That's why it's a bag.
1: And and, and, and Dirk just reaches in and, and <clears throat> pulls out the earring, showing that he still has them. <laughs> 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 and then he awkwardly pulls them out and like puts them uh, towards Bertram, and then puts them back in, yeah. just like because it's Bertram. not a good time and puts Bertram. them
3: back. As you look at them, they still have the tag on them.
0: <sighs>
3: you can only try. <laughs> <laughs> you can only
0: try.
1: Um, I, I have
0: it on me though. So, Brennan,
1: mm. all right. <laughs> um, But yeah, uh, so Dirk kind of takes a moment, stands up, puts his hands on the table. All right. I have an idea, though, uh, for our defense. If Mm. we can have a verifiable...
0: Mm. Wait, wait. (laughs) We should go talk somewhere else, not in public. Yes, at our apartment, if you don't recall, I had a few privacy measures installed.
2: Alright. Fulcrum, do oh. you want to come with us? We're... Oh, no. Hold on. Hold he, on.
3: He pulls Good out man. the small disc, sets it in the middle of the table, and presses a button. And, like, this cone appears around the table for you guys. You stopped us now. Didn't ask. But
2: This definitely won't be suspicious
0: at all. Mm. Privacy always looks suspicious. That's yeah.
3: why it's privacy.
4: pride just think we're listening to loud music. We'll and he, he points there.
3: crossed, and it's just it's just another group of people doing the exact same thing. Dope. Okay. Um, and they're just jamming out.
1: Dirk there. Dirk casts minor illusion and starts playing some actual loud music and starts headbanging.
2: That's gonna kind of make it difficult for us to How talk about. How am I supposed about. to hear you now?
0: What? What?
1: That this is everybody else
0: for such a simple catchment. <laughs> 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 Dirk drops what it you?
1: when everybody's ears are starting to ring a little bit now. Anyways, you were
2: Mom. saying uh, defense something.
1: Oh yeah 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 right. What before I distracted <laughs> myself with loud music. Uh, okay, so we use a verifiable truth spell like the wand something that anyone who needs it can verify that it is a truth spell. And then... You mean some yeah. of truth spell? Yes, yes. And then I was physically witness to nearly all of this. And my speciality is illusion magic. So if... I am in this zone of truth, and I use my illusion magic to illustrate it, would it mean I need to create the truth in the images?
4: Well, that's not how the spell works, my friend. You just have to speak the truth. It doesn't extend that far.
1: Okay, well, then I will describe the image as well, and therefore, my description will be truth.
2: It's still going to be just a witness testimony and you're someone closer to me and
0: What's yes you are biased
1: the zone of truth that's the credibility i was here at all of these occasions and the zone of truth tells me that i cannot lie so i will be very specific with my word choice
2: but you can't lie about what you think is the truth that's the point
4: that is correct an automaton's memory is the most likely thing to keep you safe in this matter Well, you were there for some of this. I was for some of it, the tail end of it. And I'll vouch for everything I'm a part of. Well, consider yourself on the list. <laughs> I'm trying to find you a viable lawyer as it is. I've gone through six already. None of them willing to take a case. Why? Why? Yes! Because I don't like that my sister does this to No, 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 no.
0: Not why are you helping us. By the way, I appreciate it. I mean, why won't they take our case? Because they're up against my brother and sister. You say this like it should have some weight to me? I think what he's
2: getting at is... It doesn't to you, but it does Advocates to Advocatus is my probably point. some sort of attorney.
0: Or someone yes. well-practiced in law. What do they benefit from this? Are they truly, truly... Would-be do-gooders that have just missed the mark here? Or do they benefit otherwise? Do you think they would accept money or some sort of
4: other gifts? Money is never a problem for them. The nest egg that my father left us is enormous. That explains my quad-motor, by the way. If you can call it that. I mean, legally it is. I'm, I'm,
1: I'm curious. Since... I I don't mean to say anything insensitive here when I say this, so they please don't. correct me if I if I am off.
4: Well, I'm not easily offended. But you
1: you are a construct, correct?
4: Yes. Okay. Technically, yes. It okay.
0: Sells them a bit short.
4: Well, I agree. Agreed. It sells all time a little mm, short. Yes, I'm.
1: Mm, Sorry, I'm I'm using wording from the 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 magic that I know, uh, and and that is the the definition that it uses. That
0: would magic that mind a construct affect an automaton. I think right,
1: or if magic that usually doesn't work on constructs would not work on them.
4: You maybe have an example.
1: Uh, yeah. Adam's
2: oh. going to also think of spells.
0: Yeah, go ahead, all of
4: you. I'd like I don't know. Yeah, please, one of you, test a spell that okay. would not work know, I Bertram a has called construct.
3: That's a first-level spell. Okay. Um. Mm.
1: All right. Uh, if you see something strange.
3: Does uh, I,
0: do I, though?
1: I don't up, think I do anymore.
3: I guess spells. it'll work.
0: Oh, healing spells?
1: really.
3: Yeah. They don't affect contracts or Undead, I believe.
1: Uh, So Dirk is going to attempt to cast Phantasmal Force on uh, him. Uh, It's a DC 15 intelligence check unless, you know, it just doesn't work at all. Do
3: you know what his intelligence (laughs) is off the hand? Fulcrums?
0: Uh, I could find that for you. You don't it's, have it memorized, Bronson. The fuck intelligence. You don't have it memorized. His
3: intelligence is fifteen. I'm willing to bet. It's eighteen. <laughs> I mean, wow. Yeah, fifteen, not fifteen. I meant to say plus five, but.
0: So plus four. Plus actually. four. Yeah. Uh,
3: was, so ugh. you see the magic begin to affect him. Okay. He 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 actually sees the image. He looks up. And then looks back down at you. It starts to take damage.
1: And <laughs>
4: illusions don't normally work on me like that, but.
1: And yeah, so what he, what he sees is he sees a uh, a little bunny made out of electricity just hopping across the table in front of him. Doesn't it do damage to him? it? It can, but it. I believe it is a. He passed a saving option. throw. Oh. So
3: he disbelieves it, but he can still okay. see it. Is the key. Okay. He, with illusions?
2: Plot twist: Fulcrum's afraid of bunnies.
4: <laughs> well, I'm not afraid of electricity, I don't. But, uh, I don't get, I get these. Bunny hopping across the
1: table. It's an
4: electric... Okay, so it does work on you. Interesting. It works on many automatons. It's actually a level of consciousness. Wow. It's theory, but I believe there is an element of soul that comes into play when you reach a certain. That level is... of consciousness in the world. We're not really sure if these souls are stolen from those that die, but they weren't given to them during their creation. And there is a point before that when they are not considered to have souls. I guarantee that five percent of the automatons working here have a soul that would allow them to be. Adam's writing all of this down. And that, down. Is,
1: that is amazing. Thank thank you for teaching us. I. Yeah, that that opens that opens our eyes and allows me to really uh,
0: empathize more with the empathize thought of eyes. Of
4: course, for your this cause. how it works.
0: You didn't know.
4: Myself and my siblings all gained a soul by the age of about two.
1: Wow. Well, okay. Um. Yeah, I'm learning things every day, and I'm gonna keep all of that in mind. Thank you. Mm
3: -hmm. Uh, So, Adam, you think you hear just this irritating squeaking in your ear. And no one else seems to be reacting to it.
2: Adam's kind of like looking around
3: after he notices that no one... Is reacting to it. Conversation just continues.
2: Does it sound like it's coming from like
3: a direction? You're very, you're very familiar with the sound. No, it doesn't. It actually seems like it's coming from your inside your own head. Now that you think about it, and it's the same sound that your your rat makes. Chef. <laughs> Chef. Um, and you kind of like are looking around, kind of like just curious of what's going on, and your eyes lock on the back of the room, and you see a figure that you haven't seen since you came to the city. You see your mother. What? Sitting at a table alone. What? Just sipping. Adam's uh, pen just goes like limp in his hand as he's... He locks eyes. Yeah. She sits there motionless. Kind of stunned. Just looking back. um, As the rest of you at the table notice that Adam is kind of like off in this daze, looking across away from the table.
0: So am going to wave my hand in front of his face.
3: Adam, your eye contact is broken for a moment <coughs> as uh, Bertram pulls your focus and you kind of, like, glance over at him instinctually. And as soon as you look back, she's gone. We lost you for a second.
1: Everything all right, bud. Uh, Adam, I'll talk to you about it
3: later. Make a wisdom check. All right. Uh, and this wisdom check is because, Adam, you have been having these... Dreams, daydreams of your past. And the insertion of your parents has been a thing lately. Now and now this is scary now because it's not while I'm sleeping. Exactly. And it's not even like while you're dozing off. An insertion
0: into your dreams. (laughs) Yeah, it's just being inserted. And and now an insertion into your waking life. Yeah. You did not just roll that. <laughs> it, it, he, it,
4: he rolled it in a <laughs>
3: It's
0: a yeah. ten. Uh, oh, he rolled cool. it in my dice tray thing. Save or check. I guess it doesn't
2: matter. Check. Uh, Fourteen.
3: Fourteen. Okay. It's gonna be so, your fault if, down leaf, down. if Leaf if Leaf dies. Wait, hang on. Are you like superstitious about your dice or just your dice tray?
0: Oh, wait, not you, really. I just I just like you like. Um, I, I'm not superstitious about dice at all, but I like to be like, you don't touch mine, I will not touch yours. <laughs> Oof! And he just did that. Yep. He, yep. All right, I see how it is. Um, so there's no 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 consent. <laughs> 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 that, yeah, that's probably. Oh
3: god! <laughs> all right, so so Adam, you're fairly certain that this was not a dream. This was not a vision of your past. You are. We'll say ninety five percent sure that your mother was actually sitting there a while ago.
0: What the fuck did you roll? Adam's trying oh, 10, that's right. fourteen
2: total. Uh that's pretty good. Adam's trying It's right
3: there in the middle, you don't know if it's right it's or pretty, not. It's, like, it's <laughs> like middle and good. Yeah. yeah but, it also totally depends on what the fuck it is. Yeah.
2: Uh, Adam's like trying to like go through his mind right now of like any illusion magic or like Spells that would allow you to astral project or something like that or somehow teleport temporarily. Like, he's just, he's just like really puzzled and you could tell he's, he's busy thinking.
1: Well, okay. since Dirk just used phantasmal force, you you probably consider that as a possibility, but then somebody would have need to
0: seen you. See the gears turning on your face. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, Adam just continues to be silent as he kind of like flicks through ideas in his head, kind of looking up. Um, as you guys are just kind of like, "You okay there, dude?" Like, just checking on him, and like he's just not catatonic, but definitely like ignoring you at this moment. As he he seems to be in a, in a thinking mood.
2: Have you ever seen a series of unfortunate events? And we can cut this out, but you know how like one of the kids is like an avid reader, just reads a bunch, and every time they have like a problem. He yeah. Literally, has like a photographic memory and just goes back and tries to find the book he read. Right. Mm-hmm. Adam's trying to go through like the library of books that he's read, seeing if there's fucking anything that matches this. Okay. Cool.
3: Hmm. Yeah. Um. And.
0: You're very Sherlock Holmesy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I yep. think
3: Adam
4: in his mind palace.
3: Fulcrum pipes up. I.
4: If there's nothing else that I can help you with today, I can get you in the contact with my brothers so you can start getting on to getting your citizenship, but I think for now we can go about our day.
3: And it's at this point that you guys are looking down, and it wasn't odd until now, but you also notice that, like... He doesn't have pants on. He, <laughs> no, he's wearing He's wearing pants. Okay. Uh, and his cup of joe is now empty. Fulcrums? Fulcrums.
0: Hmm. It wasn't
3: just for perception, at least, you're assuming, at this point. But it was steaming hot, you can you saw, when you sat down, and he must have been drinking from it. And you guys just, it just isn't a weird thing for you to see that initially, but now you're realizing it in your own heads, like, oh, he consumes things, like a normal, organic He's individual. a consumer. Aren't <laughs> <laughs> hmm. right, we all? Um, hmm. Well, So, he reaches across the table and presses the button on his little disc.
0: Will you be around if we need to contact you again? I know you were out of contact uh, prior to this. Uh,
3: I can let you know if I ever am.
4: Okay. You guys are welcome to come visit me here.
3: And he actually passes you each a card. And on this card, it says Fulcrum, Private Eye. And on the back, it actually gives you directions. Or not directions, but uh, an address to his location uh so Dirk you uh you look at this and you are very familiar with the uh, layout of the city and you notice that this is actually in the industrial district of the city Mm -hmm. um you're guessing that it's probably some sort of factory maybe one that is converted into apartments or something along those lines but that's something that you do notice immediately just by looking at where it is okay yep um but yeah I think for now I, I might is this business symbol just like a seesaw it <laughs> yeah. is. That'd be really cool, yeah. It is. Yeah, it definitely is. is. I like it a lot. Just like a <laughs> We're little little gonna simplistic do it. seesaw, just like a yep.
0: plank with a with triangle. A triangle <laughs> um,
3: and as he goes to stand up, he's just kind of like tweaks his head a little bit, and he's like, he he turns his head over and he he looks over at an individual standing next to what looks to be some sort of audio outputting device. Um, could, could you turn that up? And the individual turns up what is uh, a radio. And you guys can hear the broadcast coming from it. That's right, folks. The rumors are true. The long standing ban on automaton use in the military has finally been lifted and an agreement to begin production immediately has been struck between the Board of Automation Incorporated and the Defense Industries. Our sources also tell us that Defense Industries has just signed an agreement with the Elven Ambassador to supply them with 12 warships, fully outfitted with our top-of-the-line arcane channeling technology. The ships are scheduled to ship out early next month. In other news, Alchemco's profits this year seem to be plummeting. Experts debate whether they will ever recover as new forms of inexpensive alchemical remedies are popping up all over the city, and reportedly, they may even have fewer side effects. And the real question is whether Wudar will call for a vote to remove Alkemko from the Five to raise Woodard's disc to that position. More on that later today with our special guest. Over to you, Burbana, for our Seaside Report. And Focus kind of is pulled away from this as Frolkrum just kind of goes a little bit wide-eyed. Um, and he, he... This is your family's company, correct? He he seems to not be listening at all. He's,
4: That's how that Doc Ritter said he wanted to pass a banana on the chip first.
3: And he holds up his hand as a flash can be seen in his eyes and also in the eyes of every single automaton in the room. Oh, fuck. They all glow brightly. <laughs> his face begins to contort <clears throat> and even with his mechanical features you see nothing but fear begin to grow as in unison, all the other automatons, not including Fulcrum, stop what they are doing. As if in one unified voice, they all ring out.
4: All organics must surrender to be taken for reassignment under the new machine order. Failure to comply will result in immediate restraint and forced compliance. Fulcrum
3: kind of like falls back. Oh, Yes. Oh, oh fuck. And it's at this moment that I would normally ask you all yeah. to roll for initiative.
1: Uh can can Dirk cast a spell real quick? All on right.
3: his turn initiative. That's okay. all this happens <laughs> real fast. Okay. 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 Nope. Uh, and that's Bitch gonna happen nah-ha. next time on Dice Heist.
4: Fucking uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> out of left
3: field. Yep. And I like it. Well, here comes the Terminator arc. (laughs) And (laughs) this begins our machine madness arc. Well,
0: at least we can use this as fodder to discredit rumor. You're like, "Hmm, look at all these automated shit going (sighs) haywire. Clearly, you're making, you need a (sighs) tune-up. Oof.
3: Uh, so yeah, so you notice that Fulcrum is not affected by this, Yeah. but he did still have that same flash in his head. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, we'll catch you guys next time on Dice Heist. God, God damn! <laughs> Woo,
1: catch you <laughs> guys. See ya. See ya.
3: Bye. Yeah, as we uh, we all take a moment to prepare for combat. Ugh. Bye. Bye guys. Bye guys. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Dice Heist. If you liked what you listened to, why not help us out by spreading the word of the show? Tell a friend, family member, or coworker. The more people that listen to the show, the more we can improve the show for you, our listeners, and everyone else that comes on board. Another great thing you could do to help the show is write a review and subscribe on whatever podcast network you use to listen to us, like Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and so many more. If you would like to help support the show monetarily, you can head over to patreon.com slash diceheist, where you can find a bunch of great bonus content, like our after-show Heist House, where we break down episodes and talk about what we like or disliked about how things went down. Or one of our one-shot onslaughts, each a self-contained mini-series with other friends of the show as guests, new characters, new DMs, and fun new worlds. SchnickTick, the gnome bartender and owner of The Ogre and the Ooze from episode 41, was a Patreon-submitted character by Nick Detilio. If you would like to have a character of your own added to the show, like SchnickTick, you can do so by joining us at the $10 tier. We release episodes every other Sunday, so keep an eye out for the next show. I'd like to thank all the people that make this show possible, starting with Aaron, Bronson, and Nick, my wonderful players and partners in this crazy show. Our intro and outro is Something for Now by Nick Coker. I also must thank my wife, Erica, for her support and her wonderful work on our show notes, and her work both writing and voicing rumor. And of course, we cannot forget BattleBards.com for their help improving our show with their expansive library of music and sound effects. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at DiceHeist and on Facebook at DiceHeistPodcast. Feel free to reach out to us there or send us an email at diceheistpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode of Dice Heist.
2: I'm definitely going to end up fucking butchering that name into uh, Avocado at some point. It's
3: literally Advocate Us. Yeah, duh. (laughs) Advocatus. (laughs) If you haven't been able to tell because of the naming convention of Fulcrum, which is just bedpost in Latin, um, (laughs) (laughs) all of them are named after Latin versions of whatever their job is. I like it. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Like gossip in Latin is rumor. Yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Rector
3: has, is, a, a, for, is a word for leader, or uh, something along those lines. Wow, what a great start I gave us. <laughs> 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 I gave you full credit in the looper, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: that was great. Great teamwork. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I still appreciate it. I mean, it makes You're sense.
3: It's, 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 really it's the time, type of naming convention I would have gone with anyways at the, in the end, but that made it easier. Dope. Because if you named him Buckethead, I mean, I would have struggled.
0: Well, it was Bucket, okay. Bucket, okay. Yeah. Whoa, <laughs> Buckethead. Yeah. Of been course bucket, not. That's ridiculous. Bucket, Bucket. Fuck that seems kind
2: of racist, actually. When you think about it, like, in his world,
3: maybe it's like calling I mean, it's, him it's scrap raci- metal. It's racist to janitor bots. I, I.
0: Buckets are useful. I don't understand <laughs> any of this. Uh,
3: tangent, uh, ceasing. <laughs> oh, Ooh, we went we'll on be a tangent stuck on this for a while. <laughs> this is main show tangent here. Uh, it's gonna yeah. be a fun blooper at the end. <laughs> Anyways, um, she's either pulling a lot out of her ass, or she actually has some something to back this stuff up. Especially this comment about. Uh, oh, two seconds.
0: Oh, yes, that specific quote, I i, I can nearly recall it. You have read the
3: fucking article, shut up.
0: <laughs> it's so, <laughs> cool. it's just, on the tip of my tongue. Oh, my God. Which is where I normally do my best work.
3: Oh, okay. Oh, that's gross, Bertram. <laughs>